How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. I'm still here because of one reason and one reason only, buddy. Why is that? Because the LIV heads have not called me yet. Oh, they haven't They haven't offered you uh, some, some millions to come over? Dude, this, it's getting out of control. First of all, I didn't realize they're having their next one at Trump's International Golf Course, which has... Americans up in arms, you know, with the whole Saudi Arabian backed live, right. you know, uh, sponsorship and 9-11. And so the 9-11 families are not happy with Trump right now. But David Faraday, the great voice of NBC golf, is jumping ship to join live. Mm. I, I, listen, I, I think I should be next. I think the, the Sports Appeal podcast you know, should get the millions and millions of dollars that the live people just seem to be throwing at everybody. And is this live? Are this going to be in its own network? Is this what? What is this going to be on? Is it just going to be on its own streaming service? Dude, right now it's on like YouTube. Yeah, that's. I, I yeah. mean, it, dude, it, none of it this makes crazy. any sense. It doesn't make any sense. After we just got through one of the greatest tournaments of golf ever, and I'm getting more than a minute today, buddy. Ah, oh, fine. You get two minutes a minute to, to talk, talk about, about the Open. It was exciting. I, I will not lie. I did watch the last day um, in the morning. Uh, I almost called the McElroy win. I really, really almost did. Uh, he, I, I wouldn't say he choked it. Cam Smith just played exceptional down uh, the stretch. I mean, the whole weekend, uh, really. But Have you ever uh, seen a guy put like that? that? No, it was, it was unbelievable. Uh, really entertaining to watch, um, for sure. Yeah. I mean, these last couple majors have just been really entertaining for golf. Uh, for sure, uh, we'll get to that. But there is um, nothing. There's nothing like St. Andrews, man. I'm nope. telling you, I, you know, I, this is going to sound a little crazy. So the WGT, the World Golf, whatever, uh, has an uh, a game on your phone, mm-hmm. right, where you can go and play all the historic courses. For the last week, I've been playing St. Andrews every day. <laughs> You're on the, the course. Uh, have you gotten? Imp- did, did you win the possible. Open? Did you win no. the Open? Dude, I haven't been able to break par. I oh. th- my best outing has been a 74. And I'm telling you, dude, play the game and you'll get such an appreciation for how impossible this course is. So, not and only for, do and, you not only do you yeah. suck at real golf, but you yep. now suck at virtual golf. Listen, listen, I like to suck at as many things as possible. <laughs> so, I'm telling you, dude, it was incredible to watch Cam Smith shoot two 64s this week. I mean, that is eight under par. He mm. birdied 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and he missed 15 by an inch. Like, yep. he was locked in. So, locked yes, in. Rory, you could say he choked, but let me tell you something, man. The, Rory played great. I mean, consistent, great. He missed a few putts that, like, literally were on the lip. And it, it, you got to give all the credit to Cam Smith and Cam Young. Those two guys played out of their minds on Sunday. Yeah, and, and you know, with the, the whole live thing coming, with all these golfers that, you know, this was one of the last, I think, one of the last tournaments that those guys could partake in uh, while transitioning could over. Be. So this could this could have been, you know, the last, like, tournament where we see all these guys you know competing in in the one tournament so okay but hold on a minute hold on just before we we jump from that thought because that's a good thought other than dustin johnson who i think came in sixth what other live player was even in the top 20 they weren't they weren't 
Oh, it was okay. all the the regular players. So then, you know, then we Cam, should be Cam's, fine. Exactly. So again, I think uh, Rory, somebody said it best. I don't remember if it was Rory or somebody, but a lot of the guys who've gone to live are at the back ends and the downswings of their career. Yeah. So, so go on, go make your money, go play in some mediocre tournament. But the best players are still on the PGA Tour. All right. Uh, we'll also get to Juan Soto um, and his trade uh, fiascos right now with the Washington Nationals turning down a $400 million plus deal, uh, which is absurd. But, you know, being one of the best players in baseball right now, uh, this is going to be, you know, this is kind of the Kevin Durant kind of trade that we may see uh, if we were comparing it to the NBA. So we will uh, we'll talk about that. Also, Deshaun Watson. Uh, is he not getting suspended at all now? That's a rumor that's floating out there. That would be just insane. Um, to even think and then the the Knicks are they getting Donovan Mitchell are they not that's the big rumor in the NBA right now is the Durant rumors kind of you know quiet down right now this one's picking up steam Uh, the Jazz are trying to go full rebuild mode so uh, a lot to talk about today if the Jazz and Knicks would have executed the trade that you're going to spit out Mm -hmm. I would have literally I I think I would have lost every marble that was left in my body all right, it's let's get insane. Let's, uh, yeah, let's insane, get, I, dude. I'll tell you about it, but let's get to it. Uh, let's run it. Let's start today's episode with obviously the open and I'll give you your two minutes before we get there. Actually, uh, this is, I promise the last week of BS sports news. This is it. I promise next week, Tuesday's episode, we're back to football and it's football only. We're previewing divisions. We're getting back into fantasy. We're talking NFL and we're getting ready and we're going, we are going for probably our, you know, craziest, most in-depth, uh, on the grind NFL season yet, you know, we're really, you know, trying to take this uh, to, you know, the next level in breaking down uh, the NFL this year. It should be an amazing season. Um, sure. So that, I'm excited. Don't, don't discount college football, too. Oh, of course. But NFL is where it's at. And if you and say you- and if, if you're one of those college over NFL people, I just can't see eye to eye with you. But I understand. <laughs> Listen, while we're on the subject of non NFL yet. Man, you got to give a little more props to golf. Sure. I, talk, know, a, talk about the Open. Talk about okay. Cam Smith. Okay. First of all, the oldest tournament in the history of, of almost any sport. I mean, this is the 150th British Open. The 30th time it's been at the Saint, at St. Andrews in Scotland. One of the most pristine <laughs> links courses you will ever, ever play on. And you're sitting there watching guys shoot minus 19, minus 20 mm. over a four-day span? Dude, I'm telling you, uh, go, uh, like I said in the open, man, go download the app, play the course, and tell me how you play. It's brutal. You get in that fescue, and you literally might as well just call, call it a day. Right. Difficult course. You can't get out of it. Yeah. But the guys did good. Uh, a lot of good Real scores good. on the board. A lot of good ones. And and Cam Smith with that horrific mullet 
the terrible porn stash, the Aussie, got to win the Claret Judd and put a couple of, you know, what was really funny when he took his acceptance speech, you know, he said, you know, my biggest thing is I want to find out tonight how many beers this jug holds. He went on TikTok today and he's like, it holds two beers exactly. <laughs> he goes, we refilled it many times last night. Mm. I'm like, yeah, that's that's my kind of golfer. Yep. But I felt bad for Rory. I, I yeah, just, I did. I wanted Rory so badly. I mean, it, it's been too long. It's been eight, nine years. Like, let the poor boy win another major. He's like one of the really good guys on the tour. This was in his homeland. Man, I, I just, the crowd was ready to just lose it over him. And I, I just felt bad that he's going to be, I wasn't even runner up. He actually finished in third. Right. Know, but this is like the third time he's finished in second or third in a major in the last like couple of years. And yeah, I, that was the that was the worst part is on the end you had Cam Young, wasn't it? Yeah. Cam Cameron Young, who or eagled the last hole that and then ended up passing him to put Rory in third. So yeah. if it wasn't bad enough. But I know I feel for Rory. I, I really wanted that uh I went out there and I, you know, usually I don't believe in Rory and I, you know, we make jokes about the first round, he's always there. But this time I did believe and, and he just came up short. But Good, good. And then my last Smith. my my last thought about the open. What I really, really love about it is I love the fact that it's over by two o'clock when it's in Britain. You know, when it's in the right. UK. Yeah. I mean, literally, I went to the gym, I went to Dunkin' Donuts, I got my breakfast, I came home. They had just got on the I think tenth or eleventh hole. I watched the whole back nine and it was two o'clock and I still had a full day. It was awesome. It was great. It's great. Love gotta love the time difference uh love in it. Europe there. Love it. Uh, yeah, definitely fun to watch. Uh, but now, like we said, live what's going on with, you know, th those tournaments and, and the guys that they're, you know, recruiting over there. We, you, you know, we were talking about in the intro that, you know, of the top, you know, 20 guys, maybe only, you know, one of them um, going over to that. But still um, definitely will be, you know, different going forward and to see how this live thing really tries to compete with the uh, the PGA. So uh, definitely okay. will be interesting. Look. Guys are always going to chase money, and I'm not blaming them for chasing the money. I mm -hmm. have a little problem where the money's coming from, but that's a whole different moral story. Right. Uh, but you know, ultimately, if you want to chase the money, go chase the money. I, I still think the PGA is going to have the best players. All right. Uh, well, talking about on the same uh, topic of chasing the money, actually, this is not chasing the money. Uh, Juan Soto, uh, one of the most uh, prized players in all of baseball, uh, 25 year old already has a World Series ring, two time All Star. Uh, will play in the All Star as well this year. Um, just re just rejected a 15 year, 440 million dollar extension from the Washington Nationals. Um, that deal uh, carried the largest total value in baseball history um, and a 30 million dollar average annual value uh, that actually is surpassed by 15 current players. But the 440 million uh, would be the most given out. Um, in MLB history, uh, th this was, I wouldn't say insanely surprising news. You know, someone that if you follow baseball, the Washington Nationals are not very good. One of the worst teams in the league. Um, it is incredible that it is just the third season removed from their World Series uh, run, which was, you know, as, you know, Cinderella as it was pretty crazy that they are, you know, towards the bottom now still with Juan Soto on the yeah. team, um, you know, coming off that 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 win three years ago. But um this was something that has been brewing, I think, in the background for a couple months now as the season started. Uh, the Nationals were not going to be good from the start. Um, Juan Soto, you know, coming, uh, you know, off his, you know, 
great you know couple years um as as you know on his rookie deal Mm -hmm. um this is you know a player like him is going to get this kind of deal uh from any team you know this isn't him rejecting the money knowing you know that'll take you know he might not get as much for any team no he's going to be traded um whether it's you know in the next couple weeks before this deadline whether it's next year uh whether you know whenever it is um he's going to get that kind of money you know from another team so this to me you know, says that Juan Soto doesn't, you know, see a future in Washington, although that, you know, he has done, you know, so much already in a young career there. Um, this is a big deal because, you know, for basketball fans out there, I, I think this is, and many people have compared this to, you know, what's going on with Kevin Durant. Like, the, you know, the age doesn't really, you know, uh, coincide with Durant being on the, the older side of 35 and Juan Soto just turning 25. Um, but this is, you know, a top, you know, five, 10 player in baseball, just like Duran is. And, you know, this, this is a big deal when it comes to the trade line deadline coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. But here's the bigger issue, right? It's 30 million a year, right? I mean, aren't, aren't certain guys in major league baseball making 40, 45, 50 million a year. Mm-hmm. Right. And does Juan Soto want to play into a second contract? Right, so do you lock in at thirty million a year for fifteen years and call it a four hundred and fifty or four hundred forty million dollar total value for the rest of my career, or can he go, you know, forty something million for seven years, get two hundred eighty million, and then get another one when everything bumps up again, and he goes gets another three hundred and fifty million dollar contract, and he ends up making six hundred million. Right, and that's I think that's the tough thing with baseball. We were talking about with NHL free agency and the, you know, the, the majority of long-term deals uh, coming in at eight, you know, seven, eight years, um, no matter really the oh, age they don't of make players. Any money. No, they but make I'm saying million dollars a year. It's, it's something that comes into, you know, effect that we're seeing longer term contracts because of players needing, you know, security. But in baseball, um, when you're talking about fifth, when you're getting to the 15 year, that's a career, you know, like you're saying. So that's it. Maybe he'd be 40 years old. He'd be right. done. He'd be Albert Pujols. So maybe, maybe that is something that he wants, but you know, he, he has come out and said publicly that he feels uncomfortable right now. And, and I, I trust in that. I don't think he's, you know, BSing the media. Uh, this is a good guy. This is a guy that, you know, like, like they, he's won a world series there. You know, that there's yeah. no reason that he'd want to leave or the, the, the Listen. organization's mistreating him. I think they're going down a path where, you know, this team is starting to rebuild. Um, I don't think he wants to waste the prime of his career. You know, he's, he's looking at, look at Mike Trout right now. You know, this is one of the ba- best baseball players of all time. And he will never, on, on the Angels, if he doesn't leave, he will never win a ring. You know, this was a team that was coming into this play season. A playoff game? Uh, he's, he's played in three. Uh, they were three swept when, whenever he was. He's, he's never won a playoff game. He's been to the playoffs once. Uh, this was the year that they were supposed to compete in that division, maybe win that division, maybe get to the playoffs this year. Um, they started off great. Uh, they they are looking, you know, trending towards the downside. So I think when you look right. at players like that, he wants to be in the best situation possible. Now, where that okay. is, two, two things is another two story. Things. Number one, right? If you were Juan Soto, would you be happy just to kind of lock in? The rest of my career. I mean, you're 25 years old. You're going to mm-hmm. lock in the rest of your life with one team and then be at the complete mercy of that team for how they construct a roster, how they stay competitive, if they do rebuild, right? Or do you take a shorter deal and kind of control where you want to go? I mean, bet on yourself. 
Or do you turn around and just say, you know what, $450 million sets me and my future generations up forever. I don't really have to give a crap. I've already won a World Series. If I get hurt, I'm still getting, I mean, the whole contract is guaranteed. So you yep. just you just take your money, sit in there and go, okay, I'm a Washington commander or whatever the hell they are. These <laughs> Washington, uh, I don't, what, what the hell are the Washington? The commanders, yes. Okay, the commanders. And, and, and that's just what I am. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... No, nationals, not commanders. Oh, nationals. I thought you... I, I didn't know where you were going. That was a strange... You were you were talking all over the place. No, anyway. no, what I'm saying is... What I'm saying is, you, you're a young guy. Do you just take the money that's guaranteed and say, okay, I'll sit back and I will and I know I have, you know, career-defining okay. money? Yeah. Or do I go and bet on myself and say, you know what, I'm young. I don't know what this organization is going to do for the next 15 years. And I'm going to take a short-term deal and then I'm going to go somewhere else possibly. Right, but are these are these team these big teams want to do they want to offer Soto a you know the short term deal? No way, no chance. Not, not, when I say short term, six years, seven years. I mean, sure, but I mean, a lot of these teams want him locked up for for the 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 whole time. You know that that's just how it Nobody, is with you know who's signing fifteen year deals. Who's a lot of people are the only people now. are signing them are guys in their 30s for some reason that they're signing these crazy things into their mid 40s because it smooths out the salary cap hit right for maybe the not team 15 but with. but 10 plus we're seeing more common over the last couple of years and off seasons not when are. you're 25 years old we'll see what happens um obviously popular popular destinations Yankees Mets um Dodgers one here's your guys. advice buddy here's the advice get the hell out of DC. Yeah, whatever happens, um, I mean, is is gonna the the return is gonna be you know astronomical in terms in baseball terms um, that you know that isn't picks or whatever, but the prospects that go back will be some of the top uh, in you know each team's kind of uh, farm system. So, well, can uh, I make one comment to, to the farm, to, to to the draft picks and farm system? The MLB sure. just had their draft the other day, which I, I didn't even know until it was on. Okay, I turned it on. I watched it for 38 seconds. Yep. It's a snooze fest. Right. Oh, when the, you don't follow the the prospects and stuff. AJ, they're 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 drafting high school kids. Yeah. High school kids, kids who play overseas that no one's ever heard of. Maybe a guy who you know, I think I think there were like two college players taken in the first 20 or th- or three college players. It's boring as f, man awful i could not sit there and watch it well i didn't either if it makes you feel any better Uh, i would watch i would i would rather watch day three of the nfl draft all right well let's get to uh let's move on from 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 baseball there uh how about uh we hope when this comes out pete alonzo has won the home run derby and we have a good all-star break Um, starts in 12 minutes that's it for uh for baseball there uh deshaun watson's back in the news um it's (sighs) july 19th now uh, and this isn't news about a um, suspension, but you know the, these these rumors that keep coming out every day. You know they they had the hearings, um, the you know hearing after hearing, uh, rumor after rumor, and and nothing is just concrete yet. Um, we're seeing now a rumor that you brought to my attention that mm-hmm. there's now a possibility Deshaun Watson might not be suspended at all uh, for the season and could be, you know, exonerated from, from all of this? Well, so there's, there's rumors galore, right? Because the more that this drags on and the judge hasn't made her deci- their decision yet, mm-hmm. it gets to a point where 
is there just not anything there that they can officially and concretely put on Deshaun Watson that can then turn around and say, well, he did something so egregious that we're going to suspend him for a year, right? Because there is nobody who was hurt. There was nobody that was assaulted. I mean, like they're going down the list of all these things that, you know, they're finding out that they don't have any evidence of, you know, other than him probably pleasing himself or doing something, you know, maybe inappropriate touching. So like there's this thought out there that a lot of people are talking about that if there was going to be a suspension, the suspension would have already happened. And the reason it's taking so long is because they can't find enough evidence or enough precedence to actually suspend him for as long as they want to morally versus where they really are going to have to probably bring it down to either something very small or nothing at all. It's, it's just a confusing situation because if, if at the end of the day, there is no evidence and, and nothing... What could possibly, you know, obviously besides the obvious, you know, of, of, of you know, real evidence, what, what mm-hmm. could possibly come out that could make any of this, you know, uh, make a decision any quicker? So I don't understand if, if that is the if that is the case that of what you just said, then how is this key? How is this going on as long as it has? Oh, it's crazy. That's the whole point. Like you and me are rational people. We know he is guilty of all of the misconduct that he did. Now, you can have a million different discussions as to the layer and the severity of the misconduct, but there has been misconduct of a person who's supposed to represent the NFL. And the whole idea of player misconduct with suspensions is pretty self-explanatory. This guy needs to be suspended. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. I don't understand what's taking so long either. And you said it best misconduct of a person that's supposed to represent a community and is supposed to represent a, you know, uh, the fo- you know, the National Football League. Like that is Correct. that is the thing. If you can't prove him, you know, you know, federally with a, you know, a, a crime, that's another thing. But, you know, of this fine, if you don't want to say, you know, any any crimes were committed, you know, you don't want to, you know, say, you know, this is a, you know, a Kareem Hunt thing where there was a video of him beating a woman. That, that's fine, but there has to be some, you know, form, like we've been saying, some form of, of suspension, whether, you know, you want to justify it as, you know, n- not being as, uh, you know, that bad of, you know, actually being proven guilty of a crime. And but you want to justify, you know, an eight game suspension that way that I think that's fine. But, but this something is the, just inconsist- needs to the inconsistency of the NFL is the problem, right? Kareem Hunt got back in the league. Whereas Ray Rice right. was basically thrown out of the league. And, never and not only that, Cream Hunt, Cream Hunt got, what, 12 games? And then you yes. have Calvin Ridley being suspended a year for, for betting sports betting on his, on his own team while he was hurt? It yeah. just doesn't make much sense. I know. Um, it's so ridiculous. So it's so ridiculous. That's, that's the only thing. So I guess we'll keep on waiting. I mean, it has to come in the next, what, 60 days or 40 days until the, the NFL season. It has to come. Well, eventually. wouldn't you think that they have to let the Cleveland Browns know who should start training camp? Yeah. That, I mean, don't that, you have that to give them nice some competitive, you know, fairness? Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know at this point. So, you know, as, as the rumors spill on, I mean, this is pro football focus has nothing to talk about on Twitter right now. Besides Deshaun Watson, it's a different rumor every day from, from Florida there. So, yeah. You know, I guess I'm, I'm, they like that, I'm but st- I'm still on the bandwagon. It'll be a year. I'm still, I still have to believe that some justice will be served, I, and this guy will be sitting on his ass for a year. I thought it would be a year too. That's you know what I was saying. I thought it would be a year. What we were hearing, you know, a month ago, a couple weeks ago. Um, 
Now, after what has come out lately and this delay, I think it'll be eight. That's what that's my final decision. I think it'll be eight. All right, let's get to our last story um, with the Jazz and the Knicks. Uh, this is you know been overtaking the NBA rumors as the Kevin Durant trade fiasco kind of quiets down. The Jazz, it's no you know it's no secret the Jazz are rebuilding. You know this is a team that just dealed Gobert. Um, well, first of all, going back even farther, this has been probably five years now of, of mediocrity in the West for the Jazz. Uh, they, they, you know, winning a playoff round here or there, uh, not having the, you know, the, the, the team that can, you know, knock out the, the top, the top seeds in the West and, and get to, you know, Western Conference final and possibly a, a final. Uh, they, they had their window, you know, of, of, of how big that window is. I'm not sure, but. They had their window and, and you know, dealing Gobert this offseason signals that they are definitely going to go down the rebuild path. Um, but you still have Donovan Mitchell there, uh, who's a great young player and is now the lone star on that team. And, you know, Bro, we're, not, we're calling we're not calling Patrick Beverly and, and uh, no, not right Walker now. Kessel superstars. No, but okay. you have Mitchell right now. And, and the you know, this has gone back probably till last year, even also um, with with trade rumors on him. Uh this this doesn't come from him. This isn't like the Durant, you know, fiasco with him requesting a trade. But Mitchell could be on the move based on what the Jazz decide to do here. The Knicks, it's no secret they want a star. Um, this has been going on for uh, twenty years now, or ever, or I guess really since Carmelo Anthony left. Uh, this Knicks team is is desperate to you know acquire a player like Donovan Mitchell. They they obviously went out and got Jalen Brunson in the offseason. A uh, solid backcourt right now. You know, Jalen Brunson is obviously not Donovan Mitchell. So to acquire Mitchell and to keep Jalen Brunson uh, and also keep R.J. Barrett uh, would be huge for them. So this is, you know, fairly new news. Uh, nothing concrete, nothing, you know, ex- exact word for word. But coming from The Athletic, there was an offer from Utah uh, that they proposed to the Knicks. This would be six first-round picks. Uh, Quinn Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, and Miles McBride, uh, the Knicks backed away uh, from that proposal. That was the report I, there. I'm shocked. I'm mm. literally shocked. <laughs> really, I you're not going to give up six number ones, Quentin Grimes, who's going to be an absolute superstar, Emmanuel Quickly, who's a good backup uh, point, point guard, guard yeah. and and Obi Toppin, who was. Who you was know, poor who in his, his first year and last year and played better, better, but isn't yep. you know the player he, he maybe would thought he was, but played better last year. But you know, it, a lot of these bigs, it takes a couple of years to mm-hmm. get their game going. Sure, you're going to give all that up for one dude, one dude. Here, here's no. here's how I look at it. When you know, look at look at the East right now, and and look at the Knicks. Uh, are they a playoff team this year with their roster? Yes. I would say they get into the. The plan they get back into that plan and, and definitely yes. have a chance uh you know with adding with 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 uh adding brunson uh rj barrett you know coming off of what he did last year i, I would definitely say that now add donovan mitchell with taking out grimes who was you know we, you can you can say what you you know we like about him but wasn't in the rotation last year so it doesn't impact them you know in that regard quickly did not have that great of a year last year and really wasn't in the rotation all that much whether that's the coach's decision or what um, wasn't in the rotation that much. And Obi Toppin, you know, wouldn't be the biggest loss in the world. 
So if you had the chance to trade those three players who have potential but but weren't in your rotation last year, and obviously the six first-round picks hurt, and that's a lot, but you're getting Donovan Mitchell, who we can all sit up here and say is probably a consensus top 20 player in the NBA and is going into his prime. And when you add Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett, you're probably a top five seed in the East and probably become a contender in the East, I would say. Ooh, contender. I, I, you're, you're you're not the Bucks, and you're you, and and you're not the you know you're you're, and, and, you're, and you're not, not the Celtics, and, and maybe and, you're not the Nets with with Kyrie and and, and KD, but yeah. you're you're the next you're the next team. You're the fourth. You're the fifth seed. That's what I would say. But, I, I'm I'm I think it's a. I honestly think it's it's more on the fair side. I, I don't think either team is fleecing one another. I think it's more on the fair side. Um, I I think you know. Is there a way New York could lower the first round picks and add Julius Randle into that? Because we're forgetting about him too. Uh, they've wanted, you know, they've been talking about wanting to get rid of him. So if they could throw him in there, I don't know if his. I honestly don't know if at this point his trade value lowers or or, or hires. You know what they have to give up for for Donovan Mitchell. But you know, listen, th- I don't get this me is, wrong. This I think Donovan like, Mitchell on the team looks great. Like it definitely improves the team to another level, but. You're you're basically saying that you're just mortgaging the entire future for basically Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Donovan Mitchell, and Jalen Brunson, and, and for the next six to seven years, is that team ultimately going to bring New York to the promised land? And, and the my answer is is it could. I actually I, I actually think that they they could. That's a that's three. Really solid players. And in terms of, of Donovan Mitchell, our, Donovan Mitchell is there as a top 20 player. We could see R.J. Barrett become a top 30, if he isn't already, become a top 30 player next year. And look, I love Brunson. You know, I'm not going to put him in, the, in that category, but solid player who can, you know, it can, can average 15 points for you on, you know, any given season. So I like the three there. Um, I, I honestly think that it, it, you know, this is all Knicks. The Knicks have all the leverage here because... Uh, in terms of of the Jazz, you know, you know Mitchell's contract will run out eventually, uh, and and they will be you know they're forced to deal him before that, or he will walk in free agency. Um, and the Knicks could definitely be a spot. He's from New York, I believe, and you know, huge Mets fan. Uh, so that would definitely be a spot that he would like to go. And also, look at all these big teams in the NBA. Who's who can offer six first round picks? Nobody that, you know, every team that, that is up there in the, in the standings has traded all their first round picks away for whatever they've done over the last couple of seasons. So New York has all the leverage here. They're one of the only teams that can do this with cap flexibility and the picks. So th- this could go on till the, you know, till the trade deadline next year that could go on to next off season. Uh, but I, I ultimately think he'll end up in New York. I think it, it just makes sense. Uh, the Knicks will, you know, eventually pull, you know, pull the trigger. Uh, but if they could get the, if I if I told you that it was the same offer and it was four first round picks, would that change your mind? It's getting closer. You know, I here's the thing with Utah though, right? You give up Donovan Mitchell. I guess I, I understand it's a rebuild, mm-hmm. but you have like 28 people on your roster. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you you just got like five players in the Rudy Gobert trade plus four or five first round picks. You're gonna go get four, five, six more first round picks from the New York. Knicks. Now you're talking about having like 10, 12 first round picks in the next like four years, right? With the team that literally, I mean, from Walker Kessler, Johnny Juzang, uh, 
Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Malik Beasley. I mean, it goes on and on. Patrick Beverly, Bogdanovich, right. Pascal, yeah. Rudy Gay, Mike Conley. It's just a lot of, Jared it's just a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of players it's, it's that are just there from, from how, trades. How is, right. So how are you rebuilding? You're rebuilding well, with just rebuild, like, like the magic way? We're, go, we're just going to go and get a bunch of first-round draft picks and hope in 10 years look, you're, this, you're relevant again? This is a guy in Donovan Mitchell who, you know, when his contract runs out, he's not going to be a, a, a Utah Jazz. I'm sure he loves the Jazz and whatever, but... When Donovan Mitchell, if he ever were to become a free agent, and I doubt that that the Jazz would let that happen without getting a massive return for him, if he ever became a free agent, he's not returning to the Jazz. It doesn't matter, I don't think, whatever they would offer him. The Jazz aren't going to be good for probably a long time with or without him. So he's going to be gone um, and on another team. Now, the Jazz have to look at this and say, if we're going to rebuild, and, you know, I think they're looking at this and saying, if Donovan Mitchell's on our team, are, are we making the playoffs next year? Maybe the play in, maybe the you know the ninth seed, whatever. We're not; they're not winning anything in, in in the playoffs. Come playoff time, so you know if they were able to get a team like a desperate, let's say New York is it has another struggling season, and they get to the trade deadline, and they're five games out of the the tenth seed. You know, for that mm-hmm. for for that uh, play in, just like last year, where you know they were just awful last year and couldn't even you know were the eleventh seed in the East all year, and that and this trade comes back up. You don't think, you know, Dolan and, and you know, the, the way that the Knicks have been and, and their fans getting on them, that they wouldn't pull the trigger on that? I, I just think, sure. however yeah, the, think, the situation unfolds, that this will eventually happen. So the funny thing is, is, you know, you know Danny Ainge is the, is the CEO of the Jazz, mm-hmm. right? So obviously Danny Ainge was part and parcel the reason that Boston is where it is now. Right. With all the trades that he made and help building that roster back up and setting them up for a really quick rebuild, you know, and getting the, the, the Tatums of the world and such. Man, you look at this roster in the jazz and you look at all the picks and everything. And man, I, he must either be a wizard or hmm. there's really good pot in Utah because yeah. I don't see it. I don't see the path. I just. I don't see how they're going to turn this thing around, especially as a Magic fan that we've been waiting, what, 10 years for this? You know, mm-hmm. youth movement to do something, and maybe now with Boncaro and 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 a couple of the guys starting to mature, we'll get there. But it's not like the the Orlando Magic are going to be going for the number one spot in the East next year. No, and that's the thing that that is that is what ha- has happened in the NBA. That's just the the reality of the NBA, and and what it has become is that these teams, you know, when when you when you hit on a player like Donovan Mitchell, and you're the Utah the Utah Jazz. You know, don't just attract free agents. No one's going to Utah to play for Utah. But when you hit on Rudy Gobert and then you hit on on uh, on Donovan Mitchell, yeah, that's your window. You got you got the window of the rookie deal. Maybe an extension after that if you're lucky. Um, and if you don't win in that window, which they haven't won anything, you, you gotta you know the the same amount of time that the window was open. You know, maybe for the last seven years, six years. That's probably the same amount of time it's going to take to to rebuild and, and maybe hit on a, you know another player or two, and that's just the reality of the NBA and what it has become with super teams and and the the luxury tax and and all of that. So that's just the reality of of what the Jazz have to do and come to terms with because Donovan Mitchell is gone via trade and free agency. You know whether that's this year, next year, or or, or two years after that. It's crazy, but it's crazy. The uh, like I said. We just talked Juan Soto. We're done with baseball. We just talked uh, Donovan Mitchell. That's the last NBA rumor you're hearing. Well, maybe not because we have an episode uh, Friday where you know we might 
BS more. But next week, we're getting back to football season um, so we can get excited, so everyone can get excited uh, and talk about what, what everyone really wants to hear. NFL.